Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Alex. And you're listening to One Last Breath, an autopsy of awful albums. Where we discuss controversial, bizarre, divisive, and downright abysmal albums. This week's episode, we'll be talking about one of the worst, at least according to Wikipedia, albums of all time, Streets in the Sky by British indie rockers The Enemy. Uh, released May 21st, 2012, it holds some of the worst critic scores of any album you'll see, which is... We'll get to it, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bizarre. Uh, the career of the enemy started off promising enough. They formed in 2006 with Tom Clark on lead vocals, guitar, and piano. Andy Hopkins. I was an Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins on bass and vocals. Uh, Liam Watts on drums and... Oh, and quickly signed to Warner Brothers Records after sending in a three-song demo to the label. Yeah, I feel like they have the most just NPC names of all time. <laughs> like... Tom Clark. I mean, they're British. <laughs> Andy Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, their names kind of sound British. <laughs> the average British NPC. <laughs> average British NPC. I love, I love Elder Scrolls. Uh, they in two thousand seven they supported bands such as the Rolling Stones, Oasis, and Manic Street Preachers in their UK tours. That same year, on July 9th, their debut album was released, titled "We'll Live and Die in These Towns." It's a pretty big success, debuting at number one on UK charts and having three top twenty hits. And the song Agro is even featured in Guitar Hero World Tour. It received positive reviews from critics. I don't remember that song at all. I I listened to it. I listened to some of their other stuff I'll get to, but I listened to that and I kind of remembered it. It was kind of one of those songs on Guitar Hero where it's like you play it in story mode and you never play it again. At least for me. like Yeah, at that point, by the time World Tour came out, I wasn't yet a Britpop enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> really? We didn't... We didn't listen to Oasis when World Not Tour really. came out? Um, I didn't hmm. get into Oasis until I was... Let's see, World Tour, World Tour came out in, World what, like, Tour. 08, 09? Yeah, I think 08. I got, into, I got into Oasis when I was, like, 13, so it was a little bit after that. Okay. Uh, but I remember exactly what got me into Oasis was uh, Comcast, on-demand music videos. <laughs> had, had Wonderwall. Well, we, we must have... When, when did we go through that phase where we were obsessed with, like... 80s and 90s one hit wonders and we would watch like the vh1 countdowns i mean oasis wasn't a one oasis, hit wonder yeah oasis but... wasn't on that but we were we were really into one hit wonders but i feel like we definitely knew wonderwall but we yeah. knew wonderwall but like probably nothing else i guess yeah i remember i just remember finding wonderwall and being like i'm gonna make this my entire personality for the rest <laughs> of my life yeah and here i am tw like 13 years later and it's my entire personality for the rest of my life it'd be like that um, the band's second album, Music for the People, came out two years later on April 27th, 2009. Uh, they described it on their MySpace blog as having a raw, 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 a more a raw, raw XD sound, a more raw, I, I, I can't say that, a more Smackdown versus Raw sound, <laughs> a more raw sound and a punkier sound than their debut as it was recorded all on tapes rather than digitally. Now that is a weird raw, 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 raw. We're from the South, don't judge us. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> um, some critics saw the sophomore effort as an improvement. However, most outlets rated the album lower than the debut. The album also garnered accusations of plagiarism, as multiple songs held similarities to the likes of Cashmere by Led Zeppelin and London Calling by The Clash, among others. Yeah, one song on there uh, sounds exactly like London Calling. It's like, bruh. You know, you're allowed to steal from British people. It's okay. <laughs> you're allowed to steal. I hey, mean, yeah, I guess I mean, so. They made an entire culture to stealing. It's okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and that brings up today's main topic, Streets in the Sky. Uh, as mentioned earlier, it, it has received incredibly negative reviews. 
Album of the Year rated it as the worst album of 2012 as reviewed by critics. The aggregate score on Any Decent Music, which is a place I've never heard of, is <laughs> 2.9 out of 10, which makes it the fifth lowest rated album of all time according to the site. John Calvert of Drowned in Sound gave the album an absolutely scathing 0 out of 10 review, best summed up with this quote. This is a low point in British guitar music. For pity's sake, delivers from evil. So blank, so generic, it's borderline abstract. A dreamy alienation afflicts you on first listen. It is the end times for this type of music. I, I mean, I haven't... There's I can only think of one more, like, Britpop band after them, and it's the 1975. Yeah, I guess so. Are they I, British? I, I thought so. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that that one dude from them... Dated Taylor Swift, I think. I don't know. They Didn't make he? they make British music. I know he like dated Taylor Swift, and I've heard he's kind of like low key racist or something. I don't know. <laughs> something something's weird. Something with him. like that. Yeah, I remember seeing TikToks about that. <laughs> That's all I know about him. Um, and a two out of ten review from Bryce Ezel of Pop Matters says about the album: "Streets in the Sky" manages to be both energetically boring and affable to the point of being completely inoffensive. Sure, you can pump your fists in the air to match the guitar riffs, but after one song, you'll find yourself wondering if the enemy are ever going to change up their formula. Spoiler alert, they don't. The half-singing, half-shouting technique of vocalist Tom Clark loses its power after a few minutes in, as does the punchy distortion of his guitar, which for a moment could have given Streets in the Sky a modicum, modicum of edginess. When stripped down to their most basic form, the enemy really are a watered-down punk band. User AllieW1993 of Sputnik Music, I trust this guy. <laughs> he was born in 93. 93. Gave the album a 2 out of 5, giving minor praises to the first two tracks on the album, then continued to say, From then on in, however, the record steeply descends into the type of madness drivel, mindless drivel that's given the enemy and bands of their ilk such a bad name. There's no innovation or creativity here, that goes without saying, but what we are entitled to expect is to hear the band pushing themselves or at the very least stri striving to dabble out of a comfort zone, which has already proven itself to be severely limited. Instead, the mass... <laughs> I'm having trouble Cannot reading talk today, y'all. Instead, the vast majority of Streets in the Sky comes across as an exercise in turgid laziness. God, this guy uses a lot of, like... They're not <laughs> kind of big words, but they're... Just, like, obsolete words... Not really he's, obsolete. He's being just, very poetic. Yeah, I've never... I can't tell you the last time I heard someone say turgid. Or ilk. Or ilk. Or what was the other one? The person before him said, uh... Or before him or her, I don't know who, who Ali93 is. Fucking... What was the word? They said something weird and I was like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, we're getting a lot of words that I'm not used to reading. Yeah. Let's see, where was I... Instead, the vast majority of Streets in the Sky come, okay, uh, comes across as an exercise in target laziness. It is catchy in places, that much is undeniable, but its hooks are utterly devoid of both taste and substance, meaning that for what initial appeal it has, the record holds precisely no staying power. That's a, that's a pretty, this, these have all been really scathing reviews. Say, pretty spot on for the most part. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, after Streets in the Sky, the enemy went on to release its fourth album, It's Automatic, in 2015, uh, to mix and positive review reviews. They then went on hiatus in 
2016 and reunited in 2022 doing a comeback show and a subsequent 15-year anniversary tour for their debut album, We'll Live and Die in These Towns. And that is really all we have about... <laughs> the Enemy. The Enemy. I was like, The Edge. <laughs> the Edge. <laughs> I forgot the name of the band for a second. Well, yeah, something else I forgot to say. Uh, they apparently made a musical out of We'll Live and Die in These Towns, which is... Very odd to me. <laughs> was it like, a good album? Did you listen to that album at all? Well, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and get into that. I was gonna listen to their first two albums completely, but just, I mean, kind of like how I did with the last episode for Megadeth, yeah. but I didn't, even though it's only two albums, because one, about two songs into both of the albums, they're really essentially just like Streets in the Sky to oh, me. okay. They're the same. Like, I don't... I mean, they were, especially the first one was, We'll Live in the Eye of These Towns was, the music for the people or whatever was a little different. But all in all, I mean, that kind of, I, I don't know why exactly this is so shit on, because to me, it sounds pretty much like anything else they had done. But yeah. but either way, yeah, I kind of, I listened to like the first couple of songs of both of the albums, and I kind of skipped around and listened to a little more, so... Um, but either way, was, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird album to make a musical out of, in my opinion. Yeah, like, there was also that I saw an EP of the same name as this album. Uh, Streets in the Sky? Yes. Um, and it had a cover of, I think, like, One Headlight or something on it. Hmm. He, like, vastly, like, over-dramatized his accent. Hmm. I saw that, because I was, like, when I first, I'm gonna go and spoil something, I like this album well enough. Uh, after first listen, I was like, this is a pretty good album, and it changed after a few more listens, of course, but, so I went to Rate Your Music and be like, okay, why are people shitting on this? Mm -hmm. And found a bunch of positive reviews, too. Yeah, there were some in there. I, I, I dug through there a little bit. But someone mentioned that they really like the EP of the same name more than the album. I didn't get a chance to listen to the EP. So they, they did an EP and just named it the same thing? Yeah, apparently it has most of the same <clears throat> songs, but it also had, like, a cover on it. Huh, interesting. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but on Spotify, they have two separate pages. And their Streets in the Sky is on its own, like, page. That's the only album on there. But then their other page has their other two albums, you see? Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have Streets in the Sky on it. And that one's fucking, uh... What is it? Certified? Like, it has a little check mark. Yeah, like, it's has... the official page. So, the one with all of their other albums has 201,003 monthly listeners. And Streets in the Sky has 11,000 monthly listeners. <laughs> Not bad for one album. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're about, yeah, about wow. 10,000 of those listens. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, I guess they tried to bury it. I don't know if, like, they made that page themselves or if somebody... I don't know exactly, but I thought that was funny. I'm gonna follow Streets in the Sky of the Enemy. Oh my god. But either way, um, yeah, what are your first thoughts on the album? Um, it's it's really samey throughout, mm -hmm. and his accent is kind of forced and over-exaggerated at times. Yeah. But overall, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a great album. I don't think it's a bad album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you for the most part, um... There's only two songs on here that I think are, like, complete shit. But the rest is pretty much, like, the most... Like, the definition of mid to me. Like, nothing's amazing. I didn't even find any songs that I would call shit. Like, I don't have... I'm gonna go and spoil it. I don't have any least favorite songs. Okay. I think the worst songs are just as bad as the other worst. Like, this is, the album's just mid or good. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
but yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll say that I don't, like, I guess I'm not, like, the target audience for this type of music. I am. Like, like I mean, I listen to, like, I like Oasis, but I, in terms of, like, newer British indie rock, or just indie rock in general, like, The Strokes, The Vines, like, shit like that, I know, like, a couple of songs by all those bands, and it's not, it's just not my thing, like, I don't hate it, but... Yeah, that's all shit that I was really into for a brief moment in yeah. high school, so I, I mean, I'm kind of the audience for, I'm surprised I haven't heard of this album earlier. Yeah, honestly. so, so I guess I'll say that, so I don't really have much of a basis to compare a lot of it to, because I've never listened to many, really any full albums in this kind of realm, besides, uh, Arctic Monkeys, for whatever reason, I've I always like them a Everyone lot. got really into the Arctic Monkeys. You what? Everyone got really into the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I liked... I've listened, like, uh, AM or whatever, and uh, I think that's what it was called, AM. That came Something out, like, like 2013. That. Then the one with, like, Fluorescent Adolescent and shit like that. Like, I, I feel like those are probably the only two albums I've heard by bands in this realm in full, so that's really all I had to compare it to. But even comparing it to that, like, this just felt like forced i guess and shoehorned like I, I don't know like it like you said it's not anything completely awful but just but it's nothing special it's just mid like most of it just makes me feel like it should be in the like it, it sounds like the soundtrack to like a late 2000s teenage comedy movie yeah or something. it's, a, it's <laughs> like, an album of b-sides <laughs> yeah like if it feels like any of those bands that i mentioned like the strokes etc could have made most of these songs in like yeah, 10 there minutes was, there was one song where i was like this could be a Decemberist song if it was just acoustic. Mm, okay. And had better lyrics. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say for the most part, everything is just like mid for me. Like just straight, like take it or leave it. Like the instruments are okay. The songwriting's okay. The choruses for the most part are just okay. Like the only things that I, besides the two songs that I really dislike, the only things in the album that I feel like are more negative leaning towards me is the lyrics and uh tom clark's vocals like I, his vocals are they're it, so it wor forced it works for some songs yeah but he, d he tries to do the same thing for every song on the album for the most part as opposed to like oasis also did like some of the like the force like look at me i'm british yeah i mean it's not even like there's only one song that i'll get to that i'll point out where he does something that i'm just like fuck where he's like trying to force his accent really heavily i'm not even saying like his accent really it's mostly just like like they were saying like the half singing half shouting like it's it's like he's trying to go for a punk vibe when the songs aren't punk yeah like, like i don't know it's like it just it just didn't work for me for a lot of the album Alrighty, well, let's get into the track by track. We'll start with Give Me the Sign. Say it starts off the album on a pretty high point. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty solid opener. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very, very Britpop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it, it really sets the scene for what you're getting into, but like not like jingle pop Britpop, but like Oasis, like heavy Oasis. Yeah, like... Um, like kind of like Don't Look Back in Angry, hmm? but a little heavier. I'm about to say, Don't Look Back in Anger is pretty... I consider that one of their heavier songs. <laughs> I mean, I guess Heavy for Oasis. Heavy for Oasis. Um, I can't even think of, like, the heavy Oasis song. Because they, they do have some heavy songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know what to compare a lot of this to. Maybe, like, Brainstorm by Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is, like, kind of Arctic Monkeys. It's like Arctic Monkeys and Oasis had a, a fucking child who doesn't know how to play music. Yeah, like, it's... 
I mean, it kind of, a lot of it feels like it touches uh, Britpop and also like garage rock revival shit. Like, it also, like the White Stripes or yeah. uh, Jet, like shit like that. And there are some parts on the album where it kind of hits like post-punk new wavy. Okay. That I'll point, I have a couple things that I can point out. Okay. And I was like, this is this is weird in the context of the album. Yeah, and, and again, I'll say it all. All of these genres we're listing is shit that I'm like not well versed in at all. It's like, unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's it's literally all shit that I'm really really into. Yeah, like I, I don't hate any of those things. I've just never I've never leaned on that side of the rock spectrum. I guess. Like, yeah, like it's really <laughs> funny because like my favorite album is What's the Story, Morning Glory, which gives me the Brit pop, and then my favorite band is The Cure. Sure, yeah. So I'm really into post-punk and new wave so I mean, like yeah any post-punk like I, I definitely know the cure the most out of any post-punk yeah. man but even then i'm like i don't even scratch the surface with knowing like all their shit so but yeah um, i mean it's a it's a pretty decent opener like fast paced kind of like people are saying in the reviews like kind of punkish a yeah little it's bit. pretty punky um i it, it's it like the subject matter is something that oasis would absolutely have written a song about <laughs> Because it's all about fake hard people. Fake hard people, yeah. Yeah, I could see them around something like that, but... Yeah, when I was... The first listen, I was like, okay, like, this... You know, like, it, I feel like it can't get any worse than this, which, for the most part, it didn't, but it also doesn't really get better, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, just unfortunately, like, 90% of the album kind of just feels like a rehash of the song, for the most part, but... That leads us right into the bigger cages, longer chains, uh, which again, it's very samey. Yeah, decent enough, but it just feels really similar to "Give Me the Sign." My first <laughs> listen, I was just like, "Damn, this opening track is really long." <laughs> yeah, essentially, like you could interchange like any of the lyrics, any of the guitar parts, anything with any other of the songs for the most part, and it would just sound the same. Yeah, but, I mean, like bigger, but bigger cages is a good song. In the realm of songs that sound the same. Mm -hmm. Of all of those, this is one of the, the highlights. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I, I do really like... There's this uh, really good guitar melody, I think, around the minute 10 mark that I really liked. That was like yeah. that was like one of the few things on the album, like, instrument-wise, where I was like, oh, I actually really like that. Like, it's not just the same chords over and over. <laughs> um, then we get to Saturday, which is the third song that sounds the same. Yeah. This is probably... I would say the most uninspired song on the album. It's pretty uninspired. It does have, there's a really cool riff during the chorus that sounds like a modern English riff, like kind of like uh, the riff from I'll Melt With You. Oh, okay. Or maybe, or like one of their deeper, like I, I've listened to like one or two modern English I albums. Think that's the only song I know by them. Is... That's the only song most people, I've listened to a couple of their albums. They're really good. Yeah, when you said that name, I was like, wait, who is that? And then you said the song, I'll I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one... <clears throat> like it <clears throat> excuse me like it sounds the same as the first two but just the lyrics and the verses and everything just feel even more watered down like the verses are like very short yeah don't really say anything and the chorus is just saturday saturday will make it all okay what oh uh, 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 uh. oh yeah like literally over and over and over like i don't know it feels like any band from the 2000s to the 2010s could have made this song in like five anybody, minutes. Like, anybody could be the well, enemy right here. Yeah, like this is the most, I mean, I'd say this album lacks personality, but I, this is one of the songs especially where I'm just like, I could see this being in a fucking like 
car commercial, like like a commercial uh, jingle writer could have just been like, oh yeah, let's let's imitate a Britpop band and make this song yeah, for our yeah, for our commercial. I do like the uh, the pre-chorus has an inter interesting vocal melody. I think it's like dun da 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 yeah. da 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 da. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool melody. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have done more with that and yeah. made that the the chorus. Yeah, that part was definitely better than the chorus. Um, and speaking of the chorus, the way he said, like, this is the one um, caveat I have with his accent, like you were saying, is the way he says okay in the chorus got under my fucking skin. He was like, make it all okay. Like, he, he I don't... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But it's like he says it through his cheek or something. He's like, yeah. oh, okay. I don't know. It's like, I know... It's, it's really weird. Like, as someone from East Tennessee, I'm not one to rag on someone's oh, yeah, I don't, accent i don't talk normal yeah like I, I don't want to rag on his accent but, but he, like, he he talks like a cartoon character i'm sure yeah like this this was definitely purposeful like just the way it was just so like all okay like, yeah he like he really forces his accent yeah it, it got on my fucking nerves like the second time around the chorus i was just like fuck which like Britpop is known <laughs> for forcing accents yeah oasis kind of does it too yeah i mean even like one of my favorite bands of all time, Green Day. He's not even, Billy Joe isn't even fucking British, but people think he is because he kind of does, at least in their early stuff. Yeah. Kind of does like that wannabe British accent, but this just especially got on my nerves. Like, like I can handle it to a degree, but I don't know. It was like, I guess he was kind of sounding like the British Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> and I'm not okay. <laughs> but that goes into a... Uh, one, two, three, four. It feels almost like a later Cure song. Okay. Uh, this I one is very later poppy. Cure. Like, Friday I'm in Love. <laughs> oh, okay. Type shit. It's like okay. Pop, like, new wave Cure instead of post-punk Cure. I guess that is later Cure, because they're yeah. old, old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was like... That was, that <laughs> like was 20 what, years in their career? The 90s was Friday I'm in Love. It was like 92. Yeah, early 90s. When did they start? Like, late 70s? Late 70s. Okay, so like 15 years in their career yeah, or so. Yeah, so like... Yeah. Because um, it has like the driving bass and the delayed bump, 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 bump stings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say this is one of the more catchier and better songs on the album, which isn't saying much, but... The chorus is super catchy. I don't mm -hmm. remember a single word from it. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, it's really hard. Like, I'd say pretty much every song is catchy, but just not catchy enough to stay in your head afterwards. Like there are some of them. Like Saturday gets in my head. Yeah, I, I think. I uh, mean, there is some. Two kids get stuck in my head a couple. I got stuck in my head a couple times. Yeah, I'd say it, it probably took me by my third or fourth listen for shit to get stuck in my head. And the shit that got stuck in my head wasn't stuff that I was like, oh, I actually enjoy this. Like this chorus, it was shit. Like Saturday, where it got on my fucking nerves. So, yeah, it was. I guess that's. That just speaks to the to the mid nature of the album. Like it's catchy, but not it's, catchy enough. Yeah, it, it's not <laughs> catchy enough at all. Like it's performed good enough, but not spectacularly. Like it's just kind of there. Um, then we get to like a dancer. It's pretty mid. Yeah, I really got nothing to say about this one. I mean, it's, um, it is mid. I don't know, but. but by this point of the album, it's kind of giving me the same feel as Alien Rap did. Like, yeah. To where it's just the same thing over and over, and it's like, feels like I'm in a trance listening to it, like I'm fucking brainwashed, because it's just yeah the same thing, song I, after song. I will song. say, the vocal melody is in the verse is pretty good. 
I can't remember it off the top of my head, I but I, I, it was good enough for me to be like, this is a good vocal melody. Mm -hmm. um, the chorus is uninspired, but it's also like the same amount of catchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people, a lot of reviews, I think it was this song, people were saying sounded like it could have been a kill, the Killers song. Yeah. Was it this one? Yeah, okay. I don't know if it was this one, but I can definitely see that. I, I think it, it was either this one or Get Up and Dance, because they both had dance in the title. I can't it remember. It could be either of them. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, I got really nothing, nothing much. It's um, then we got Come Into My World, which is a pop punk song, but bad. Yeah, this is another one where it's like, you thought the chorus of Saturday wasn't basic and <laughs> just uninspired enough. This one is literally just, come on, come on, come on, come on into my world. That's, that's the chorus. <laughs> it's just, like, okay. It's, it's awful. It's dull. It's uninspired. It's bad Britpop. Mm -hmm. Bad Britpop. And then This Is Real, uh, this one changes the pace. Uh, it's more of a slower, more anthemic, ballad-type feel of a song, I guess I could, I could say. Yeah. And a switch-up was kind of welcomed at this point in the album for me. Yeah, thank God. Um, but... <laughs> I do think it's a boring track. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say, like... With the drudgery this album fucking puts you through, I was like, oh, like, when this song started, I was like, oh, shit, okay, you know, not not trying to go for that garage Brit punk feel of the rest of the album, like, we're going for something more, more, uh, I guess, trying to tug on my heartstrings a little bit or something, is what it feels like they're going for, but I don't know, I just think this is a far worse side of the band, <laughs> like, this song and then Two Kids that comes after, those are the two that I, like, absolutely... Cannot fucking stand from this album. I hate both of these songs. Like, I will say the <laughs> the intro instrumental of This Is Real does sound like 99 Red Balloons. I don't know if you caught that. I did not catch that. Yeah, it's like the... Like, before it gets into the dun-dun-dun-dun, there's like the dun-dun, you know? I can't, I can't okay, remember. There's like, there's like, a, there's like a, a really slow instrumental before 99 Red Balloons gets to the me and you in a little toy shop. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the intro to, or that the intro to this song sounds like that. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, I I don't know. Like this, the song almost sounds like one of those really con corny contemporary praise songs that they play at mega churches. Oh my god, like, it does. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think it completely fails at everything it sets out to do. Like it's it's not touching, deep, inspirational, moving. Like I feel like that's what it's trying to be, but it just falls really flat. Like I don't know. It's just really bland, even more so than the attempted punk of the first half of the album for yeah. me. Like, I just, I don't know, um, every time, every listen of this album when these two songs came around, I was just like, fuck, man. <laughs> uh, then we get into Two Kids, which is my favorite song on the album. Really? I oh, God. I this song. I'm a sucker for coming of age songs. This is my absolute least favorite song on the album. <laughs> I'm a sucker for coming of age songs, though. I, I mean, I... Like, like, what I'm saying, like, I, I don't mind songs in this vein, like, ballad, coming-of-age, like, reminiscing songs. Like, if they're, if they're done well, in my opinion, like, I can, I really love them, but, I don't know, just this one, like, I feel like they doubled down on everything I did not like about, uh, This Is Real. <laughs> like, just... Well, no, this one's more of a cure type thing. Yeah. It's like The Cure, it's, it's got a good instrumental. <laughs> I will say it, it the does... lyrics are mid, but I did almost cry once because I'm a, fucking, <laughs> I'm a fucking sucker for coming of age songs. I was like, what? They can't take our memories away from us. Oh god, what is the? 
do you know what instrument that was in the song that was playing at the beginning? No idea. I I don't even remember it. It sounded like some sort of like steel instrument, like I'll have to re-listen to the song and figure it out. It but... was a xylophone. No, I don't I don't know what it was, but it, that was the only time they used whatever the fuck it was on this album, but I don't know. I just I really like this song. I just didn't like it. I don't know. Like the lyrics didn't work for me. The, the chorus is so catchy. Like two kids in a, a dirty old chat, dirty old flat. They will never get back. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm really glad that they didn't, didn't go like they didn't stay on this track. Like they took a pretty big left turn with these two tracks and i'm glad they kind of just went back to what they were doing in the beginning for the rest of the album i think just doing two kids would have been fine i think the album could have just been two kids and i would have been happy oh god <laughs> the average two kids enjoyer <laughs> oh wait that doesn't sound right oh, oh no no um then we get to turn it on the guitar is super fuzzed out in this song is it i don't it was like <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember but yeah i guess so i I got no. I, I literally um, have no notes for this album or for this song. <laughs> the verse is boppy and it had me dancing a little bit, but the chorus is so repetitive it ruins the entire song. It's like turn, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. You'll never do. Yes, da, da. I do remember that because that I, I thought of uh, no, 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 no by yeah. my Chemical Romance. And then, you know the worst part? It goes into the whoa, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yeah, they, I don't actually remember if it does or not, but I don't probably, know. probably like every song has the whoa, uh, 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 oh. Yeah. I, Sorry, really, listeners, really that we're singing a lot, but, like, <laughs> it's the only way that we can get across what this, which song is which. Yeah, they, I feel like they like the whoa woes and the na-na-na's more than fucking Blink-182 does. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is very, like, pop-punk in that way. Uh-huh, exactly. But not pop-punk in being good. Yeah. <laughs> generic Britpop doesn't have the same ring as generic pop-punk. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, It's a Race, um... It sounds the same to the beginning again. As what? It sounds the same as the beginning again. Oh, okay. It's it's just it's just more of side A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, it has a cool solo. Okay, I don't remember the solo. I barely remember it, but it was cool <laughs> it enough was cool. for me to say it was it was a nice little solo. It's cool. Yeah, all I have to say is that um, the main the main vocal melody of the chorus and the main lead guitar part like sounded very very familiar to me, but I I, I couldn't. I couldn't put my mind to what it was. <laughs> it sounded it, it sounded like something that was in in the eighties, nineties, like post punk brick pop. Yeah, set. probably was something that they ripped off, like they did London Calling on the album probably. before this. <laughs> um, then we get into Get Up and Dance. Uh, it sounds like a nineteen seventy five song, mm. but in a good way. In a good way. I'm not a nineteen seventy five fan. Um, the bass is like really nice and fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. The chorus was super catchy, and it really made me want to get up and dance. I'd say it's one of the better songs on the album. Okay. I didn't get it. Yeah, no notes for it. <laughs> yeah. No notes. Yeah. yeah, that and turn it on, I just, I struggled. <laughs> I, I got, I got my, I got, I got my notes for, like, half these songs last night on break at work. I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta fucking finish these notes. Yeah, the first, the first two album, or two listens of the album, I, I got not a single thing except for some of my opening thoughts, and then... 
the third listen I got most of it, fourth listen I got some more, and then I was like, I for those two songs I was like, I literally can't think of anything to say, sadly. Like I just <laughs> uh then we get to Make a Man, which is the weakest album closer. Yeah. It it sounds the same as the beginning again. Yeah, they didn't do anything with it. Uh the chorus which <laughs> Uh, people in reviews pointed out sounds a lot like Ring of Fire by Johnny oh, Cash. Oh, so it doesn't go make, make a man, make a man, make, make a, a man. man, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, uh. It would have been better if it did that. But yeah, I can't, I can't remember how it went, but it was like, it was like, dun, 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 dun. Like, it, oh. it sounded, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. The first listen through, I did it, and then I second listen through I was like wait what does this sound like and I was like oh yeah people said that this sounded like Ring of Fire and it does <laughs> but yeah it's, that's... Not a, it's not a terrible track I just can't find anything nice to say about I... it after half the track sounding like it yeah it's like they they did not attempt to go out with at least a bang for <laughs> like I feel like they went out with a, with a whimper like I feel like even though I hated two kids and this is real I feel like one of those would have been a better album closer yeah because it like, have one of those at the midpoint of the album, then have the other one at the close. Like, I feel like that would have been better, but it just... Instead of sandwiching it between... The entire album is sandwiched between two songs that sound exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It's... Yeah, it's like we... It feels like we just end the album the same way we started it. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing is resolved, but... Um, I've only got two lyrics. Okay, I feel like we might have the same one, because I only have one. <laughs> uh, my first one is, he's acting like he's Tupac, but he's never seen a gun. <laughs> yeah, from Give Me, Give the, me sign, the Sign, that's all I got. Uh, my other one is less funny because of what it is, but more funny in the context. Um, burned, no job, no same old song. Which is funny, because all they do is same old song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same old song for the whole entire fucking album. <laughs> uh, and that's all I got for that. What about your favorite songs? Uh, Two Kids and Get Up and Dance. Okay. <laughs> Mine are Give Me the Sign. I, I, I picked three because I was like, I don't know. I was like, give Me the Sign probably goes on there too. Yeah, give me, give me the Sign, Bigger Cages, and One, Two, Three, Four. Those are the only ones. I mean, I wouldn't go back and listen to them at all, but... The average not Britpop enjoyer. <laughs> but if I had to listen, if, if someone forced me to fucking put three of these songs on my playlist those i guess those would be the three and then my least favorite songs i've already said are this is real one two kids like by i don't far. really have a least favorite song i think the rest of the album is just the same level of mid yeah yeah the album pretty much is like those those two for me this just that left turn they took with the anthemic ballad feel of those two songs just didn't work for me i fucking hated them so uh those are by far the the worst for me so what would you rate this? Well, what are aggregate scores? Yeah, I didn't get that down. <laughs> oh no. I think it's um I think it's low. It definitely is low. Rate your music, streets in the sky. Streets. I'll go ahead and say that I think it's like two point it's like barely above a two point zero. Yeah, I wanna say it's like a two point two on there. And that's at a ten, right? No, uh, Rate Your Music is out of 5. Oh, really? So I, that's a... I wish they were out of 10. Like, I, I think we said it before on a previous episode. Like, I, I do not like out of 5. It, it gives of, you yeah. no leeway. Yeah, out of 5 is, like, you get... Like, a 2.2 out of 5 is a 4.4 out of 10. But, like, you have less room to play. Yeah. You should really do be, be doing ratings out of a million, so that you have <laughs> so much room to play. Out of a million. 
Yeah, I get very granular. I give this a 7.859 million out of 10 million. <laughs> or out of, oh wait, no, that didn't make sense. Anyways, but yeah, I, I don't like the out of five rating system because I'm like, if something's mid for me out of 10, I'm going to give it a five out of 10. And then that would equate to a three out of five, but I feel like 2. that. 2.5. Okay, yeah, 2.5. But a lot of places don't do the point whatever it's just like you have whole numbers you have one yeah. two three four or five and yeah that's, so it's like if i that's what really becomes a problem yeah and it's like if i put it the three i feel like i if i'm think it's really mid i feel like i'm giving it too much praise but then if i knock it down to two, two it's like oh well that's that feels really low it feels really bad it feels mean yeah exactly but either way that being said um it holds a 2.06 out of five so that's a 4.12 out of 10 yeah from only 109 ratings which is surprising but yeah, as we said, the aggregate score from uh, Any Decent Music was like a 2.16 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so we'll say the average, about about 4.1. Mm. I would give it, if it didn't go on that detour for those two songs I hate, I would give it a straight 5 out of 10, like just right in the middle, but I guess I'll give it like a 4, I guess I'll get really uh to the decimal, I'll give it like a 4.8 out of 10. Okay. Th those drag it down a little bit below mid-grade for me. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6 even, 6 flat. Okay. 6 flat. Okay. It's, it's better than mid for me. It's not a great album, but it is an album that I would... I would listen to this album again. Would you? I would listen to this album at least one more time in my life. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... It's definitely nothing that I would be like offended if i had to hear it again like I, it's not like fucking lulu or something like that yeah like it's a, it's a fine enough album um does it deserve one last breath yeah give it i think i say give it a shot yeah give it a shot you might, especially if you're an oasis if you're a Britpop fan if you like if you like oasis if you like the cure if you like any of the other bands i'm like oh this sounds like this you're gonna find something that you're like well this is catchy mm-hmm um, have the experience and realize that, like, the people on the internet who are shitting on this album are just stupid. <laughs> They're just big old dummies. They're just big old bills. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't really know why specifically out of their discography. Again, I didn't listen to the entirety of the two albums before this, but I feel like I listened to enough to get the gist of it. I don't know why this one is held in such low regard, because to me, it was essentially the same thing as the first two, which, I mean, I guess that's why. Like, I guess there was people that it seemed like their album, their first album, uh, We'll Live and Die in These Towns, was their most positively reviewed album, but even then it wasn't, like, a universal acclaim. Like, it, most of the scores were, like, around 6 to 8 out of 10. Realm. Yeah. So I guess that's why, is because people really liked it and just were disappointed that they were rehashing the same thing over and over. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know, from seeing the score, it's like you would think that this is some of the worst fucking shit you could yeah, ever like, hear. Yeah, I was expecting... I don't even know what I was like, expecting. Like Lulu levels of bad, yeah. or Father of All Motherfuckers level of bad. Something that was so like, I, I guess, awful, it was like not even fun to listen to anymore. But yeah. this is fun to listen to. It was catchy. Yeah. I danced a little bit. It, it's not like, I'm not saying this is a great album. I'm not even saying this is a good album. I'm giving it a six. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like out of, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see like what those albums I mentioned before, like Father of All or Lulu uh, ranked out of that 
any decent music list, but I know that the five albums below it, they weren't on that because this was like the sixth worst rated of all time. So I don't know where those fell, but I'm just like, damn, like the fifth, sixth, fifth worst rated album ever. Like, I don't really understand why this. I think people just hate British music. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Because people also have, like Oasis, like what's the story Morning Glory? They're a pretty hot topic. Is such a hot topic. It's something that I would actually be, I would consider covering on the podcast at some point. Really? Yeah. I mean, if we, if we, if we think we could, I'd be down with covering what's the story. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we get far enough. And covering shitty albums, yeah, because I mean, definitely. What's the story is a controversial album for sure, because of yeah. it's mostly because of Wonderwall. That's all people know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, like I, I don't know. It's just like, like again, I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like, but I guess in all honesty, I would probably listen to. <laughs> Not Lulu in, in its entirety, but some stuff off of Lulu before this just because it's so bad that it's funny. It's it's a little funny. Like Lulu's this, funny. Yeah, like, this is just so mid that I'm, I can't find much enjoyment. Like, yeah, some of it's catchy, but not enough for me to in, really enjoy any of it. And then it's not bad enough for me to have fun with. I would listen to this over most of Hulk Rules. What do you? I would. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Hulk um, Rules is a masterpiece. Mostly didn't, didn't we rate Hulk Girls like fucking 8 out of 10 or something? I don't remember. <laughs> it's something like that. But Hulk Girls is something you listen to with friends. Yeah, I guess that's I would Like, if I was just sitting at home, I was like, man, I really want some Britpop. I'm not feeling Oasis. I mean, yeah, you're not going to put fucking Hulk Girls on while you're playing fucking RuneScape or some shit. Like, I fucking might. I fucking might. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, I feel like out of anything we've covered on the podcast so far, this is probably the album I would least be least likely to re-listen to just because of just like I've said so many times it's, it's just so mid like I can't can't find any enjoyment out of liking it or ironically listening to it are you giving it CPR though I mean I guess do I, you think other people should listen to this album once yeah so yeah I guess I would give it one last breath I'd say listen to it at least once especially if you have seen the scores like us and are like, why the fuck is this so low? Like, listen to it and you'll probably... I feel like most people would agree with us and yeah, saying, like, that it's why... Like, it's, a, it's between a four and a half to a six. Yeah, like, why is this so overly hated? Um, yeah, I'd say listen to it. I mean, yeah, if you're like Austin and are really into Britpop and all that shit... Britpop, post-pop, like, British music. Yeah, you. I feel like you'd be more inclined to like it if you're like me and don't know much about only into american music only into american music <laughs> no but uh, someone who isn't really well versed in those genres i'd say you would probably fall more with me to where it's like you don't love it you don't hate it it's just kind of there but yeah i'd say everybody should listen to it at least once give it a chance make your own opinion Alrighty, you heard it here we'll see you next week with i actually don't know we need to discuss no idea. That. something different <laughs> we need to talk that over see ya